Welcome to Your Life Designed, a podcast that inspires you to grow into your potential and possibility. You are listening to Your Life Designed with Laura Karachi, episode number 84. Hello everyone, how are you? I have cranked the heater and I'm so toasty warm in my office right now and it is freezing outside. Just started winter. Okay, so how are you? I am really good, actually. I just got back from a weekend at the beach with my husband. My mum came and watched our kids for four nights. Four nights, and we went down to the beach, and it was so good. Just chilled out, drank lots of tea, read three books, walked on the beach with my dog, and. Just had a lovely time in front of an open fire. So beautiful. It's a really little space that we go to down on the Florio Peninsula. And there's, I think, 42 little beach shacks. And literally there was no one there all weekend. It was just us and our dog, Frank. And it was just fantastic. Lots of silence, especially in the morning because my husband likes to sleep sleep in. And me, not so much. But lots of quiet space to read and to think and to just wander around the beach and look at shells and rocks. Really beautiful. I'm also on a bit of a high at the moment because I've been catching up with all of my private clients over the last two weeks, and they are all at this point right now where they are just kicking goals, and I feel really proud of them, and I'm certainly catching that energy that they've got at the moment. They're all at this point where they seem to be, in different ways, at an upper limit. And what I mean by that is they've all, at at different areas of their life that they're focusing on, have reached a ceiling. So whether it's managing, um, uh, whether it's in terms of business or relationship or self-awareness or growth, they're at this point where they've gone from managing time to managing focus. And using that space that they have to go to the next level. And that can be, for a few of them, it's in terms of they've really set about managing themselves so well and managing their own work so well that that next level is in terms of leadership, in terms of improvement of the business, in terms of investing time in their staff and their people. I've got other clients who are really focusing on their relationships and their role in looking after people um, in their family who are not well and they've gotten the foundations, they've all got the foundations rock solid And it's now stepping into that new space, Um, weight growth, uh, weight growth, weight loss um, in terms of doing work, pushing into new markets with new products, uh, in terms of getting comfortable with having a lot more money than they used to, feeling at peace in their relationship, or just finally wakening up to the freedom that discipline and consistency provide. And I'm just loving it. Such great energy. Really excited. Um, there is though something that I've been t- I've noticed has been coming up a little bit in the last few weeks when talking with um, quite a few of my private clients, um, and it's brought me to, to this week's topic, which is all about loneliness. And loneliness is a funny thing that we can feel at times when we come into these upper limit spots. And what I mean by upper limit spots is where you've pushed yourself 
to the edge of your ability at this point in time, to the edge of your knowledge, to the edge of your experience, to the edge of your skill set. And all of a sudden something more is being asked of you. And you push yourself beyond that to develop skills that perhaps you haven't had to have before or to develop knowledge um, or to seek knowledge um, or to push yourself that little bit further than you've ever gone before. And often that space can feel very lonely, particularly for people who have often worked their way up through an organisation and find themselves in a very senior role. And up until this point, they've always felt like they've been part of the team. They've always felt like they've had a mentor um, or someone that they can go to for advice. And all of a sudden, that pool becomes very small or non-existent because they're at that top point. Possibly the only people they're answerable to is the board or to their, their, their big boss, or maybe they're all of a sudden the big boss. And it can be a really lonely space. That can also happen in parenting as well. There's a lot of loneliness that comes about in caregiving, I think, at times. And it's what I want to talk about today because often we... And today I want to be clear, I'm talking not about chronic loneliness because that can be something that can be very harmful long-term and very difficult, but rather that loneliness that we feel occasionally. It's like an old friend that visits... I myself feel it probably once a week, once every week or so. And I'm talking about that occasional visit from that emotion loneliness. And often it's something that we think we need to escape. It's bad. It's not good. It means something's wrong. And I want to flip that this week because I think loneliness is required for evolution and growth solitude, isolation, a bit of a feeling of being alone is essential to our growth, our evolution, to pushing through those upper limit ceilings that we have in our work, in our relationships, in our health, in our relationship with ourselves. And loneliness can come in very different forms. I have one client who's lost a lot of weight recently and all of a sudden she feels quite disconnected from her existing friendship group and in particular her best friend who until now has been the friend that together they complain about not being able to lose weight over a cuppa and a snack and now that that conversation has gone now the environment in which that relationship grew and thrived has changed dramatically that friend has pulled away and my client feels lonely and as she continues her work to lose the last five kilos to finally be inside a ideal body weight range, she's evolving, she is becoming a better version of herself. It's that last 10%, that's very hard, and it's compounded by her feeling of loneliness. I've got another client who has made a decision to cut off social media while she focuses on a particularly important time in her life that's right now really requiring some focus and some strict discipline. And she's realised that She rarely connects with anyone outside of liking and commenting inside social media apps. And she's feeling loneliness as she continues to be disciplined and focused on her work. 
I've got another client at the moment that's been promoted to an executive level role and no longer does she get that feedback, that guidance that she once got as often. And now she works um, with people who they're very much alongside her, um, other members of the exec team, but they're responsible for different stuff. They're in different lanes. Um, they're they're um, leaders in different areas of the business. And so now she finds herself at the top of a big team and the buck stops with her in that department. And she gets to report to the board once a month, but gone is that feeling of being mentored and guided each day. And she feels a sense of loneliness. And I've got another client in a completely different context, and she's coming up to three years at home with the kids as a homemaker. And those friends who she found over the last three years, she would often catch up with for coffee and play dates and going for a walk. That's no longer happening because most of them have gone back to work in some capacity. And that daily occurrence of connecting with other adults in the context of her um, job as a homemaker, she's found feeling she's found herself very feeling very lonely she's committed to being a homemaker she feels good about that decision but she's also feeling a sense of isolation and loneliness now the statistic i googled it is that one in four australians feel experience loneliness i actually think we all do at some point in time i guess it depends on the definition of loneliness was that study in terms of chronic consistent loneliness or just that occasional feeling a bit lonely right now moment I think a lot of us, though, are very good at numbing out and avoiding that feeling of loneliness because we think it's a sign that something's wrong. We think it's something that we should avoid. And so we um, call a friend, get on our phone, busy ourselves with jobs, um, pour a drink, have a snack, do anything to avoid that feeling of feeling a bit ship adrift at sea. But loneliness, I think, is part of our humanness and what we often do is avoid that very human part of ourselves. And I think we do ourselves a disservice by doing that. Loneliness often comes up when we're working on really big goals, be it at work or in your parenting or relationships on your health. When we move to that next level, a space that is completely new to us, very challenging, and it requires discipline, focus, consistency, and it often requires a sort of self-created isolation from others. And it comes up again and again in our lives if we're constantly pushing ourselves just that little bit outside our comfort zones. And what I suggest is that, and I suggest this to my clients, is that we start to cultivate and nurture a more welcoming relationship with loneliness, to sort of snuggle up to it a bit to actually train ourselves to go, oh, it's loneliness. Oh, I, I know I, I tend to want to avoid this, but no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow it to be here. I'm going to get alongside it this time and I'm going to take a good look at it. Because I, in my Google search, what also came up is that loneliness is, we, they don't talk, they're talking about it being an epidemic in our society. And again, that maybe that's chronic loneliness as opposed to occasional visits from our old friend loneliness. But that loneliness can ex- increase our mortality. Um, and often it's medicalized and medicated. Now, don't get me wrong, there is a difference, obviously, between um, how much loneliness you're feeling and how consistent it is, um, be periods in your life. 
But these articles about it being uh, an epidemic, it increases mortality, it's often medicalized and people are taking medication for it. It got me thinking, is it the feeling that causes the increased mortality rate, that feeling of loneliness, or is it the resistance of it? I, for one, feel lonely, like I said, probably once a week, once every couple of weeks. Sometimes I feel it for a few days, sometimes I feel it for a whole week. Um, And it just comes and goes at different times. And I'm okay with it. At least I am now. I used to do all sorts of things to avoid it. Call a friend, have a glass of wine, go for a run, go shopping online, get busy organising something, cleaning out a drawer, doing anything. (laughs) Or I I remember I'd do something like I'd feel lonely for a few days. So I'd go about organising a dinner or a lunch with friends and then a day later I'd regret it, feel anxious for days leading up to it and want to cancel because deep down... I'm actually an introvert who doesn't like doing those sorts of things. But it made me, when I avoided it, be reactive and kind of do things that didn't align with who I was because I was very swift in wanting to remove that feeling, get rid of it. And it never did me much good in the long run because often my actions weren't aligned with what I really wanted because they were reactive, they were spur of the moment. And it actually compounded feelings rather than resolved anything. What about your loneliness? Do you feel it? And if you don't, why do you avoid it? What do you do to avoid it? And what's your story about loneliness that makes it something bad that we should avoid? And how can you feel it instead? How can you take a look at the inner dialogue? How can you have a conversation with it? How can you look at it as something that might be able to help you harness creativity and ideas to dig deeper into who you are? Rather than seeing loneliness as a problem, can you take it as an opportunity to look inside, to see what you can open up to when you sit with it? Because it's in solitude that often our biggest ideas come. It's often in isolation that we create our masterpiece. Have a beautiful weekend, my friends, and I'll talk to you all next week. Hi there. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you want to take this work further and actually start to apply it in your life, you have to check out Your Life Designed Self-Coaching. This is my self-coaching program where I give you the tools and strategies to actually apply this work in your life. You can access this program today at lauracarocci.com. If you want to take all this learning and listening and start to apply it in your life, this program is for you. So check it out at lauracarocci.com.